0: Welcome in everyone to this edition of the Talking Tide podcast. I am Chase Goodbread of NFL.com and Crimson Cover Television. I am joined as always by the senior analyst at BamaOnline.com, Travis Ryer, Also the daily radio host of Southern Fried Sports, which you can catch at Tide 1029 FM in Tuscaloosa weekdays 11 to noon. Alabama snaps a three-game SEC skid in men's basketball. Travis, we're here kind of with a post-game podcast following a a 68-61 win over a Vanderbilt Commodores team that now falls to 0-14 in league play. Just a a putrid Commodores squad, nothing like we're used to seeing out of that school. It was definitely tonic for an Alabama team that, that came in absolutely reeling.
1: It may have been tonic for the Alabama team, but it wasn't tonic for the boys and girls that had Alabama minus eight and a half, okay? Because uh, no. that 23 point lead, you know, uh, the boys were already cashing those win tickets, you know, with so about 10 minutes to go in the second half. And then, you know, it's amazing how the man, you know, we talk about wind, sleet, and snow, Chase. The man, it, it, it's tornadic conditions outside, and he's still at Coleman Coliseum tonight. He can and bite. So he shows up doesn't he he shows up and you know what else he does he stays the full 40 minutes the man does you know the man doesn't go home early the man doesn't beat the traffic but uh, in all seriousness yes a a win okay a much needed win however it came about Alabama needed a W uh, on the heels of this now lengthy losing streak at the worst time of year in which you could endure such Uh, so to come out and play with some intensity and some focus and uh fully engaged from the start that was a real positive understanding chase as you alluded to this may be this has got to be the worst vanderbilt basketball team of our lifetimes doesn't it the worst i've
0: 50, ever seen
1: yeah lost 15 in a row now total i think it is what 0 and 14 in the league now you know i'm on record as saying vanderbilt's gonna win a game in the sec and, and i still believe that um i think it's uh it's uh what what is the show lord of the something of the thrones king of thrones game or of thrones like? game of game thrones, of thrones. Yeah. yeah see i don't i don't watch that trash so but yeah it, that's the show they're gonna have game of thrones night coming up with florida in town so all the nerds there at vandy vanderbilt they'll be all fired up so maybe vandy beats florida or something but no this is a bad bad vandy basketball team um but The shame of it is you couldn't even walk away from this game Saturday night as an Alabama fan feeling like, okay, yeah, it's a bad team, but we played well and maybe we're going to turn a corner here going on the road to South Carolina with LSU and Auburn coming up next at home. But with the way that, that last 10 minutes sort of went down, Chase, I don't think you even got that level of enjoyment out of it.
0: No, Vanderbilt went on a 15-0 run in the second half to cut the lead, I believe, to eight at one point. Just a huge run, and and that's how your score ends up being seven by the end of the game. Alabama just kind of disappeared for about a five-minute stretch in the second half where uh, Vanderbilt just kind of came roaring back and and, uh, certainly made it worth watching. But, yeah, it it was – uh, a dominating performance by Alabama, certainly in the first half, going in, I think, up 35-21 and really established a, a double-digit lead before you knew it in that game. A lot more defensive intensity. Uh, but, again, with, with, but you wonder, I guess, Travis, what can you take away from this game if you're Alabama uh, against a team that, that's, that's, as you said, can't win a game this year in league play? You really don't know if this tells you anything Uh, But regardless, a much-needed win. Uh, Avery Johnson also noteworthy, real heavy with the starter minutes in this one. Kira Lewis barely comes off the floor. He played 37 minutes. Alabama had four players with 33 minutes or more. Uh, And so some of your bench pieces, uh, Avery Johnson Jr., certainly one of those. Their minutes are getting squeezed out of late.
1: Yeah, they did on Saturday night for sure. I kind of looked up at uh, the old stat broadcast uh, on the interwebs here, and about the end of the first half, you notice it it was a strict eight-man rotation uh, in the first 20 minutes, and it went that way throughout. You're absolutely right about that. Um, Heavy on the starter minutes. You had four different starters play 30-plus minutes in the game. Dante Hall, Kyra Lewis Jr., on Ingram, uh, and John Petty. You asked for John Petty in that starting lineup, Chase Goodbread, you got John Petty.
0: <laughs> oh, it, oh for 7 he goes.
1: Yeah, 0 yeah, oh for 5 from 3. Um, but look, the first half was good enough on Saturday night. The second half will not be good enough. You know, you're up 57-34, and then you kind of go to sleep again, similar to what happened at Texas A&M uh, midweek after Alabama went up 12 and, and then got just – run over for for lack of a better way of putting it uh down the stretch of that game it it happened again it's just that Vandy isn't good enough to to get the job completely done you know a a 23 point lead and then Vandy closes it out on a 27 to 11 run that just can't happen you know again it's another sign of you know lack of maturity lack of discipline whatever you want to call it you want to put this on Avery um I don't know uh but but these stretches where these just monumental runs come at this team, uh, and they were just fortunate, I think, on on Saturday night that the discrepancy, the difference in the first half and really the first six or seven minutes of the second half, was such that Vandy couldn't survive it and overcome it.
0: No, no, lots of energy from Alabama early in the game. You know, you had mentioned, I think, on our last Talking Tide podcast a couple weeks ago. Alabama was coming off a loss to Mississippi State and at that time you said look Mississippi State they lost a couple in a row they really had their backs to the wall they were going to come off the mat in that game no matter who they were playing kind of got the sense Alabama was facing that against Vanderbilt having lost three straight as well.
1: Yeah and here's the thing that the reason why the a lost and we don't want to go back too much because we're trying to stay on topic with the Vandy game but you know, that pass that we gave Alabama for Mississippi State and that performance on the road, you couldn't give Alabama that pass at Texas A&M. I mean, Texas A&M's done. You know, Texas A&M's playing for nothing. And to show up as listless and play as is energyless, I guess you could say, uh, without urgency, like Alabama did in the midweek in College Station, that was totally and completely inexcusable. And that's an indictment. Of, of, of a program starting at the top. I mean, if you're the head coach, you can't avoid the the criticism uh, at, at that point. Um, but yeah, it was good to see for you know 25, 30 minutes against Vanderbilt that there was more of that kind of uh, you know, effort. And so you know that is a positive. Uh, I, again, I, I kind of walked away from it shaking my head about how things went over the last 10 minutes or so. Uh, But the bottom line is this team's back to 500 in the SEC. Big road trip coming up uh, in South Carolina. And then really, what do you think, Chase? I I think that there's four games left, two that are ultimately going to define this team and its NCAA tournament hopes. Those home games with LSU next Saturday uh, and then Auburn midweek after that. Big Uh, ones. I I think you've got those games on your home court. If you're legitimately an NCAA tournament team, you, you got to take care of business.
0: Yeah, yeah no doubt. Uh, Dante Hall uh, with a typical game for him against the Commodores. He's five for seven from the floor, 11 rebounds, and comes up with uh, uh, three block shots, including a couple big ones in the first half that were uh, emphatic, shall we say. Put one guy on his back with uh, one of those. Uh, So he was uh, definitely a defensive presence, especially early on yeah. in the game. Uh, Dazon Ingram with 10 rebounds. He jumps in there and, and, and got around the rim a little bit more, had a couple of stick backs as well, stayed away from the three-point ball, only shot one, and that's fine for him. You know, you you, you got a problem if he's shooting a ton of those. Yeah, you got enough guys shooting them. Uh, so I think Dayson Ingram needs to needs to stay inside the three point line a little bit more, and, and Alabama tends to be a better team. But uh, as you said, South Carolina up next for the Crimson Tide. That's going to be a Tuesday, 6 p.m. tip off. It'll air on ESPN Two. Uh, the Crimson Tide looking to go one game over 500 in league play in that one. And as you said, Travis, uh, following that games with LSU Auburn and then finally Arkansas will close out the regular season for Avery Johnson's fourth Alabama team and with that we'll take a quick timeout and thank a couple of sponsors that help out Talking Tide starting with North River Dental Associates and Dr. Jack Smalley his staff over there off McFarland Boulevard you can't beat it for all your dental care needs your own your family's Get your friends over there. Get in there twice a year like you're supposed to. Keep your teeth in tip-top shape. You've only got one set. Make sure you take care of them. Dr. Jack Smalley, uh, whether you need advanced implant treatments or just a routine cleaning, they will get you done right, and they will get you in and out quickly, typically less than an hour on a routine cleaning. You can call for an appointment at 752-3506 or check NorthRiverDentist.com on the web for an appointment. It's North River Dental Associates.
1: I'm going to tell you about Mercedes-Benz of Tuscaloosa out there at 3200 Skyland Boulevard East. That's where you're going to find the very best selection of automobiles, both new and certified pre-owned. And speaking of certified pre-owned, they've got the certified pre-owned event going on right now. About another week of that left out there at Mercedes-Benz of Tuscaloosa, so you should really check that out while you can. From a service standpoint, I was just out there on Friday you know, usually you think Friday and car service, you don't like your chances real good. Well, I got in there at two o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday. Okay. So they weren't already, you know, taking down the racks and kind of cashing out for the week, uh, got in there at two o'clock on Friday afternoon was out of there by three 30. They've got a great waiting area in that service center. So you don't feel like you need to, you know, have a way to, to, to get somewhere else. They'll take care of you too, by the way, if you need a car to drive while you're waiting on service of your vehicle they'll put you in a car they'll take you wherever you need to go they'll keep you doing the things you need to do uh, on a weekday afternoon so Mercedes-Benz of Tuscaloosa check out the website mercedesoftuscaloosa.com that's where you can get all the details on that certified pre-owned event it is Mercedes-Benz of Tuscaloosa also going to tell you about our good friends at T and Lloyd Attorneys at Law if you or someone you love has been involved in a car accident or any other incident that resulted in an injury claim, here's the number to call, 205-759-1554. Whether whether you're in Tuscaloosa, you're somewhere else in the state of Alabama, you're somewhere else in the United States of America, Cartier and Lloyd, attorneys at law, will get you pointed in the right direction. 205-759-1554, that's going to put you in touch with Mike Cartier and John Lloyd, a pair of attorneys with a combined 60 plus years of legal experience between them. Also, check out the website, www.cartyloydlaw.com. That's Cartier and Lloyd, attorneys at law.
0: All right, the Talking Tide podcast. Moving on, you can get it at our web host at podbean.com. Also available at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. All of those apps for you. Talking Tide everywhere. Travis Ryer, Chase Goodbread, with you for just a couple of more minutes, Travis. Really, not a whole lot of football news over the last uh, week or so, but certainly uh, breaking here fairly recently. Deontay Thompson, the Alabama safety, reportedly tears a wrist ligament in pre-combine training. He'll, of course, miss the physical testing at the NFL Combine with that. That's coming up next week. And uh, tough situation for a guy who who's looking to jockey uh, at that safety position and you know try to position himself you know second round probably the ceiling I yeah. think for Deontay Thompson and and uh, it's just it's a blow.
1: I think I think you're right and and you certainly follow this closer than than anyone else we know. Um, it, 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 there is something to momentum right chase in the draft process you know we can talk about how clubs keep it as objective as they can and and i under, and i'm sure they do but there's something to be said about how you're trending uh going into the process as well now back in september you know we were hearing talk now whether it was from teams or not but certainly draft analysts things like that was that Deontay Thompson, after an outstanding opening month to the 2018 season, had the looks of a potential first-round guy. Um, Not that he had a bad couple of three months to end his final season at Alabama, but the numbers weren't there. The interceptions, the takeaways, plays on the ball, those kind of things at the safety position. Uh, So he didn't really go out of the season with a lot of momentum and then to tack now an injury on this. Um, what do you think, Chase, for a guy like Thompson, though, is, is some of the pro day stuff is critical to him uh, at the position he's at compared to maybe some other guys at other spots? Uh, you know, how does this impact him, do you think, uh, in the big picture? Of things?
0: I, I don't think the field drills are anything that scouts would need to see from him at the combine or pro day because there's there's plenty of tape that shows you the guy's got range, he's got ball skills, he's got the instincts to play back there. What hurts him is that this injury not only knocks him out of the combine, but if the projection and the reports are correct – He's not going to be able to pro day either because he's supposed to be out six to eight weeks. Well, if you're out six to eight weeks, uh, that that pretty much runs you right up to the draft or close enough to the draft that, that even uh, private
1: pro- workouts potentially, right?
0: Yeah, the old personal even pro the day, for
1: private. Per- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That- like the UA pro day, pro day, he if he's out of the combine, he's out of the UA pro day because it's it and it usually the like the week after the combine that they're right in here for pro day a within lot
0: of a, years. yeah a lot of years it's it's within yeah. a week sometimes it's within a couple but certainly he'll be out for the alabama pro day but yeah like you said a, a lot of times if a guy's got a tweaked hamstring or something and misses the alabama pro day especially if it's a hope high profile guy that guy can set up kind of a personal pro day a couple weeks later in the indoor. That one isn't even generally covered by media. But if it's a big enough prospect, you bet your butt there would be a whole bunch of teams there again yeah. to see that guy. And uh, with a six- to eight-week projection, I don't see Thompson even be able to do that. Because by the time you get to April 5th to 10th, you know, that by the end of the first week of April, Hayes in the barn for all these teams. Uh, yeah. there, there, there's there's no workouts going on really after that. So if you can't get worked out by April Fool's Day, uh, you, you, you can you can pretty much uh, forget about it. Now that being said, uh, you know Thompson's. Show, Thompson shows enough on tape that he's still going to get picked and, and he'll still be a prize. But it's, uh, it, it's he's going to have to leave some boxes unchecked for these NFL scouts that they definitely like to check. Uh, you, know,
1: I, well, I, you know, here's the thing, and, and we said that. I mean, spring practice starts at Alabama on March 8th. And typically, pro day at Alabama, if spring practice starts on the Friday before spring break, which it's going to do this year – I want to say it's usually that Wednesday yep. before the start of spring practice, right? Yep. When when UA Pro Day takes place. So you're looking at March 6th unofficially. That's what we're going on right now based on previous years. So, yeah, I mean, Combine wraps up like a few days before that, I want to say. Um, pretty close. So that would seem to be out. But but let me ask you about this, too. You you touched on something about product documented production, and he's got a lot of tape. Um, from the evaluation standpoint, that that has to help him, I would think. And, you know, we talked about his off-the-field uh, issue that kind of hung over him for two years. The charges were recently dropped. He can still interview, though. And, and with him, that may be as big a, a deal as anything, you think?
0: It is. He He, he needs to... He, I'm sure he'll recognize that as well, but yeah, there's no question the interview process will be big for Deontay thompson and anybody and anybody else that's got some kind of a red flag character wise in their background and 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 that uh, those drop charges are definitely be something that that all thirty two teams are going to be quizzing him about and doing their own research on that. Uh, as well. So uh, that's the latest with uh, Deontay Thompson. The combine, of course, gets underway next week. Alabama with 11 players there. I'll be uh, in Indianapolis once again. Maybe we'll rip off our uh, next Talking Tide podcast with me still in Indy. Who knows? Uh, But uh, that'll do it for this edition of the Talking Tide podcast. Alabama, Travis, real quick, with a a home-and-home series with West Virginia coming up in uh, 2026-27. uh, they'll take on those Mountaineers, and and you and I will be uh, in rocking chairs by then. I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the bigger question is, will Nick Saban be in a rocking chair uh, at that lake house <laughs> in North Georgia? Will he be around? Will he be around Chase to go home to West By God, Virginia? You yeah. think? Maybe mid seventies at that point. What yeah. do you put the odds? What do you put the odds at Nick being around? To, to make his way back home to West Virginia for, for that uh, 2026 20, game.
0: Seven, to, to be coaching Alabama seven years yeah. from now, good Lord. Yeah. I'll, I'll say I'll give that about a 15% chance. <laughs> there you 15, go. 15. That's the over under there uh, your for that one. All There's right. That'll do it for this edition of the Talking Tide podcast. Thanks for joining Travis Ryer and myself, Chase Goodbread. We'll talk to you next time right here on Talking Tide.